So, as I mentioned to Gary, tonight's session uh, is one that's intended to be uh, an open floor discussion with uh, any and all participation, most welcome, appreciated, and uh, needed. But, like we always say, no pressure. So, uh, it's up to you, Bayside, to, uh, to choose to share whatever you'd like. I'm eager to hear. Um, you don't have to worry about even um, going in any kind of organized fashion. The, the, the best goal that I could see for tonight is to put ideas out on the table and then at some, uh, hopefully, other nearby occasion to uh, try to organize it. So if anybody has anything to share from uh, what they've learned or especially what they've experienced in life of uh, what helps to uh, create successful communication, uh, they're invited to uh, share. I just want to sort of introduce with uh, a uh, hopefully pretty simple and uh, even realistic definition of real good communication. And that is where each person is grasping the idea of the other to the extent of their ability and responding to that. So that we have a real reception um, by each person of the other's ideas and a true sharing of their own that's related to what they heard, what they were able to take in. And of course, this is no small feat to achieve. So uh, anybody has anything to share, you're invited. You want to come just to listen? That's okay too. One more time. This is for this is for how to say something that people will listen. The, the the topic, the title for tonight is the key components of communication. Um, essentially, referring to trying to focus tonight on communication that's essentially of intellectual nature, not not yet really um, trying to deal. Primarily with uh, real life issues, emotions, um, but when we're having a, a kind of a discussion, like you would have uh, when learning Torah, or something similar to that, where it's essentially sharing ideas of a intellectual nature to gain understanding or share understanding, and what are the components that could help that to go? as successfully as possible. So like I say, the, the floor is open. Anybody is welcome to, to jump in um, with anything that you have tried or heard that you think could help. I mean... Okay, that's welcome anytime, go ahead. I could, well, look, interestingly, what you're saying now might be helpful to people if there's going to be information, having an open floor, thing, like that the person who's giving it is open to other ideas as well. Sometimes people shut off if the person who's giving over information is very sure or very pompous or very <laughs> overbearing with it. Uh -huh. um, okay. It makes someone, might also make someone less interested, whereas if someone seems that they care about Europe. I mean, it also really depends on the situation, the person who, who's listening and who's talking. Is this a professor? Is this a Rebbe? Is this court mandated? Okay, let's talk, about, be, let's talk about peers. Person, for, want to be getting this information? The person for, not want to be getting this information? For, for this discussion, let's talk about peers. <laughs> of course, it could be, you know, a husband and wife, but not talking about, you know, real emotional issues, but more like trying to figure something out together that... <laughs> Um, needs the good input of two intelligent people. Of course, we know when it comes to learning that this is um, presented as being critically needed. The Masha and Marcus says that uh, the, the Torah is so deep that a person on his own cannot grasp it. 
He needs what he calls the pulpul and the chidud. That's interaction, that discussion, that conversation, that even debating, like more Kedushin describes, even father and son, Rebbe and Talmud, initially they are uh, in, in real conflict. So there needs to be a real uh, interaction and good exchange of ideas. So you, you mentioned something, Baruch, I think is very, very uh, fascinating. You, you already um, presented that for somebody to be receptive to what I have to share, it helps very much for me to be coming into the discussion with a real sincere interest in what they have to share. If, if I'm coming in with attitude like, I know it all, that's going to like lessen the receptivity on the part of the other person. Well, that's why I asked a little bit about what the format is in your mind that you're talking about, because there are some circumstances where I know, I guess my peers is different, like you clarified by peers. There's many things I know I'm not a mumcha, and I go to a mumcha, and like, I just want to know what he has to say. Happens to be, even with even by a dentist or mechanic, where I don't know, I know that I don't know, and he does know, it's still helpful for me to feel that I'm being listened to, and that I'm explaining my side well, that he hears me well, for me to be able to accept what he says. But I guess, I guess in terms of peers, then it's more important that I don't, you know, it's pretty important not to feel, you know. Right. Okay. So this is a very, very good point. That almost like, um, for 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 the, the hope that we have to be able to share something. Presumably, it's with somebody who we can see the potential of gaining from, and also we want to share something with them. So it helps very much that we have that real openness, and that sort of sort of opens the opens the uh, the, uh, the receptivity. I think that's very good. Um, I think you know what's what's coming to my mind right now is just the basic concept. Of trying to approach it as a, a real team effort, which is really what's really taking place when the two people are involved in something where they really are needed for one another. Um, and it's a very valuable goal that they have together to, let's say, for example, try to understand something of Tyra or something of life that's of an important nature. So and they really need, as the Torah is teaching us when it comes to Torah, and as we could know in life, we really need each other's help. So there's real ample basis to, to make the fundamental approach one of we're doing this together. There could be um, ample room for very different ideas, but that essentially it should be one where it's a, uh, it's a real team effort. It's cooperative. We need to be engaged fully of presenting our thoughts in an honest, straightforward fashion. Um, not necessarily, you know, just trying to accommodate somebody and say we agree if we don't agree. That's not going to be really you know, helpful to them. But and then there could be occasions where uh, we'll not see eye to eye at all. But ultimately, and, and even that has a place to clarify one, one position by the contrast with the other. But essentially, it's a, it's a joint effort that can be viewed as such. I think that's something that really could help a lot um, to like enable us to be open. Because if we get caught up in too much of a debate, which there may be, and if it becomes, as is very easy to become, something about who is going to be the winner, because that need for that measurement of myself and that success or that quote unquote victory of some sort is, is you know, very easy to start to feed into it. Even if it's not my real intention, but it's very easy to get involved. And that makes it hard to be able to do good listening. Do you find that to be the situation, the, the, the circumstances with a lot of harusas or no? <laughs> I'll no, tell you an amazing thing. 
No, I'll tell um, you. Yeah. The, the, in one in one in one uh, session with Rashiva Zakhalavracha, it was evident that he took this as a given that that should be the nature of learning Bakharusa. But the actual practical uh, life experience, um, it's it's not so common, I'm afraid. But do you find that people you find that people are less successful at getting towards a goal of mutual understanding of an idea because of that? I've I've spent a lot less time learning yeshiva than you or many other people. But in my experience, that general, I mean, I don't know. Generally, like, the, yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends on the person. It depends on the. I shouldn't say generally. Uh, I mean, I, without having made concerted effort for it to be like what we're talking about a mutual goal, mutual understanding. I don't know. I found that even like, I remember the opposite a little bit. I remember that, like, I was learning with Binyamin Hall, Baba Basra, and Wits. During Chazara, we would switch off, you know, who reads, who, you know, whoever read the first time, other person will read the second time. So I remember that whoever, whatever, whoever was, was saying like you know the guy on the roof or the guy who lived downstairs, whichever one fell, like whoever. If I was saying I was the guy on top, I had better spars for that guy. If I was the guy who fell on top of, I had better spars for that guy. So just like organically, whoever whoever was saying the story of I'm on the top, you're on the top, I would have a different opinion as to like who was I would see it better or more clearly when I was defending my own guy. But none of that rather left really much. It was like a psychological thing that I felt, you know, I came up better as far as to defend, you know, myself in that case. But I didn't feel like, either way, I guess I didn't feel like I was winning or losing if I had a better Svara than him or not. But, okay, that's good. But I think you're helping me, like, clarify this in my own mind. The whole, there are two elements that are not simple to combine together. There's one of the elements of, through the through the debate, so to speak, each one bringing out the fullness of their view on the situation. If you're going to ask me something, if you're going to uh, challenge me, so that helps me to clarify my own position, to, to support it, to, to be able to defend it. We can all hopefully remember something like that. We are, through somebody challenging us, we're able to gain more of a fullness of what we're trying to say, how we look at the situation. So there's the element of conflict. But in order to be able to have a real, a real true interaction, each one has to really hear where the other one is coming from. For it to be the fullness of a real communication, I have to really get in on their wavelength and able to respond to them, what they really mean to say, what they're really thinking. Sometimes it can be pretty, pretty straightforward, pretty simple, but other times, you no, know, it's not so easy to fully grasp what somebody means, what they're what, what they're thinking, to get on their wavelength. That requires like calm, patient, listening. That requires a real respect for what they have to share. That it has a place in this this experience, in this endeavor. Um, so to be able to do that kind of really good listening, I have to be able to sort of put myself aside for that moment or those moments. Hopefully, you know, it's a manageable amount of time. And to really try to hear what they're saying and get in on their wavelength to really be able to show them and hopefully in the best case scenario to reflect back to them what we heard and that they can then let us know whether that was correct well was that what they really meant so in a certain sense it seems to me that that requires a certain like pause on my opinion to hold that in abeyance while I'm trying to listen. And that's the only so way that it really, can really be this, this, this real interaction. Like, this is the Go flip on. side. I guess I'm not doing that right now. I'm interrupting saying my thing. <laughs> but this, this is really the flip side of your question. Your question was phrased 
what what are the methods in communication for me to be able to facilitate you listening and understanding? And what you're really saying now is what if I'm involved in a two-way mutual intellectual pursuit, what can I bring to the table for both of us to be getting to a better place? And now you're saying hold your necessity to have have your opinion understood or said in abeyance while listening and fully understanding theirs. That's not really what the speaker is doing. That's really what the listener is doing. Right. So really, I have to be able to be both in the entire course of this of this experience together. And um, either one is not easy by itself. To be able to communicate my ideas clearly as best I could, that requires good clarity, um, not, take, not taking things for granted, not making assumptions. That requires you know, bringing out the fullness of what, what I have to present. And, 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 some, and some measure of that is coming from that there's this, this kind of a conflict, not personal, but you know, some kind of debate. And I also need to be able to really hear what the other person is saying to get in on their, their, where, uh, their wavelength, where they're coming from, so that I will be responding to that and that we will be really talking to each other as much as possible. So, so I th- it seems to me that requires to be able to be also calm and patient and focused and listening and, and believing that, knowing that there is something valuable that every person has to share. Rishwaman? Go ahead. I love Tully. Go ahead. Maybe. Go ahead. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you for reminding me. Go ahead. Sure. No problem. Go ahead. Okay, so if we're talking about like a, a concept in learning or something, right? Okay, yes. Where we all, there's a recognition likely on both sides, certainly if it's a difficult concept that it needs understanding. So even if I'm on one side, you're on the other side, my position itself is usually, certainly in the development stage, not as cl- not as clear as something I'm really sure about, right? Like okay. what I think... I would contrast that to like what I think the hardest, you know, place to really listen to other people, right? You take, take any situation in life, you're talking to a friend, business partner, spouse, where you're really not unclear, right? You're sure, you're completely sure. Okay. Now, yeah, there's always, there's always, sure always has its limits, right? But you're not, you're not approaching it like it's a, you know, there's something here that's beyond your understanding. This, 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 is, this is how you get it, right? And it's not even clear that there's, an, that there's something to debate. And the, and the reason you assume there's a debate, well, is because the other person is being affected by X, Y, or Z. They're trying to defend their position. They're trying to defend, you know, their, some, some psychological hangup, right? In other words, m- most of the time when you're, when you have, I, I think when you have difficulty listening is when it's not really something that you recognize as, if it's something that you recognize as like something that needs further exploration, so yeah, let's explore, right? You know, let's let's get into it. Most of the time, it's okay. Well, this is this is what I think, and you're just deflecting. You're just defending. You're just right. So there, it's a whole. It's not really the topic that you're discussing about, like you know, putting your opinion at abeyance. It's a whole different issue. How when I basically view it that this is the way to look at it and the other person is being affected by something external what is what is the basis for me to cause myself to say one second there is basis there there is reason to assume that they that they have some hang-ups on something else right because we don't have to deny that truth right so if you're if you're you're talking about someone that something they would be defensive about or could be defensive about right so there's no reason to deny that that's, that that's a possibility and you see it very clearly. So the, the game, the difficulty there is, well, what's the basis for me to assume that it's not simply that, that it's not so, the way I see it. So and I, well, I the have, other person. I, I have a very different view on this than you about this. Sure. My, my, 
even basic, even my s my s thing is no no it's yeah it's fine no the opposite. My, my 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 basic um sort of experience is that people can have very divergent realities and what's what something that seems to me to be blatantly clearly obviously a certain way someone else could have a different very different sincere and nevertheless radically different um, understanding of the facts. I think me and you have been is... once or twice. <laughs> it's my honor, Baruch. And, and, and we need to somehow be accepting of that as difficult as it may be sometimes, especially where it's somebody, it's an important person in our life. We're like, we're, we're, we're inclined to, you know, attribute it to all kinds of emotional factors, which may be present, but nevertheless, the, the effect of it is that they see the situation, their reality is very different than ours. And it's in general, I think, worthwhile to leave open for that possibility. Just so, like we want them to be open to our view of the facts of the situation or the the facts of what's being said in the in the Gemara. Can you, can you tell me if you mean this? Go ahead. This is this is all this is all I can take from it. It's something I struggle with. I don't I don't really know how to like. Okay, like what? Like you? Yeah. So the, the the way I look at it is that it really makes it's not about what's right or wrong. Okay, we have a disagreement what to do in X, in X Y Z situation, right? Mm-hmm. The the only real way I see something you know authentic is that we're not coming to the conversation necessarily to decide or to discuss or even to you know to determine what the right thing is quote unquote or right but if i'm coming to the conversation if if there's a goal for me to learn about you and you to learn about me so then that that exists even if you're being affected by this and by that right because that's not that's never a complete we're all being affected by all types of things at all times Right. Okay. But that doesn't take that doesn't take away from the fact that the reason this hits me this way is because this is the way I view X, you know, this. And the reason you come so regardless, there's something to there's something to learn about you, right? That even though that's not the way that I see it, right? But that's 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 a true and valid part of you. But then the conversation is not really about the thing anymore. So it's and that's fine. But if, but then to me, it's like a separation. If we're talking about the thing, <laughs> what's, what's correct, what is, so then it's very hard to say, well, you have a different reality. It's not about a different reality, right? That there's. No, it is. It really is. Because that's so that you, person's reality. So you, and you are, you are no, in a relationship either, with a person either, who has a different. Go ahead. It either could be or couldn't be. And it's just, again, you're saying there's, you know, all types of psychological and emotional things present, right? So, and we can tell, one second, let's not, let's not like, let's not like, you know, let's not make away with, with the fact that sometimes we know or are pretty, it's pretty clear that, that something's affecting somebody else, not that it's not affecting you too, but right, that's, so, right, okay. that's, one second, that's not a scenario that comes up. And I'm, ta- I'm not, I'm not, I'm not therefore discounting, I'm asking how in that scenario, what, what does it mean to come to the person like openly listening? What, what am I listening to? Like, I'm not unsure. And, and, right. and you, and I have no real basis to say there's another true opinion here about the matter because we're all just people. So the most I can do is learn about you. I hear that. And that could also be a valid basis. And that could also, you know, empower me to give you that respect of listening and hearing you out and coming to understand what you see to be your, you know, view of the situation, the world, your life, etc. Your ideas. You're not bothered but, by the struggle, though. You don't seem but, to be bothered by the struggle. You never, you never sit, you never sit in a conversation with someone, and you're like. 
hey, like you just don't sound like you're you're honestly approaching it. So, right. So, I'm, I'm so then, not, what do I'm you tell yourself really, truthfully? I, I, I wasn't I wasn't intending to try to handle that kind of a situation where you have like really significant reason to believe that the person is being overwhelmed by emotion and thereby not able to see things reasonably. I'm I'm trying to discuss the situation where you could have very different and honest opinions about something that is not so simple to understand clearly and accurately right away. In life, in, in in most disagreements, sorry to interrupt, most in most and again if you weren't attempting to handle that then no problem but in most disagreements right in life and i'm not, I'm not talking about says that at the end of the day the only thing on the line is who's right right and you know let's assume we're talking about people who in general feel okay about whatever themselves i'm talking about in most in most disagreements where there's actually something heavier on the line isn't isn't that struggle really isn't that where it's hardest because of the because something heavy is on the line, something is and, and people are affected by those things. To to actually you know put my opinion in abeyance in that situation, it's a whole it's a whole different it's a whole different okay. animal. Okay, but like but like like Baruch already touched on maybe is before you came on. If if I'm hoping that the other person will be able to be open to what I would like to share with them, and somehow help them to see things that I see. Because I, I can only, you know, trust my own view as best I as best I could, and I'm hoping they'll be able to see it as well. It would help very much if my approach to it is one where I'm sincerely open to hear. As hard as that might be, when I start off with a very you know strong opinion, with a very strong view. And I think I'm be asking, what should you be open to? Should you be open to this potentially new intellectual bit of information which you hadn't known, or to or to be open to, oh, what is this person going through, and how are they experiencing what's occurring for them to feel very differently about a reality which I believe to be the way I see it? I think the first one can be contained in the second. In other words, it could be I cannot. Um, enable myself completely out of the first reason. Like maybe there's something here that I missed, but I could see that as some kind of a possibility. It may not be strong enough possibility to really give me the power to do it in a real honest way. So it could be the starting point may need to be, or the basic foundation may need to be, I want to hear what you see as your world. I want to understand you as best as possible, what you are seeing, what you are experiencing, what you are thinking. But within that, I can uh, hold out some humility, some openness. Oh, maybe there'll be something, maybe there'll be some part of what they're saying that has validity that I didn't take note of. Maybe there, there will be something I could take out of it that I didn't have already. So I can have room for some like possibility of learning something and that can help that when I'm listening to them, it's not just sort of speak as a favor to them to accommodate them, even with the best respect, but it's with a real sincere like openness that it could be something here that, that I missed and I'm willing to discover. And could we all sense that? That seems fair. And in the best case scenario, they'll be willing to reciprocate. <laughs> because we shouldn't try to demand it and say, I listened to you, so now you have to listen to me because that's not going to work too well. But we can hope for it. <sighs> wow. Okay. Sometimes it can really be not easy. I think there's something in the first Yisrael and in Avos Sorry, can, maybe, I, can I jump here for a second? Sure, anytime. I, may, maybe you prefaced with this, but I think the, I think you might take as a given. Yes. That the re, that the reason why it's not easy, is because it has to be true. And, 
that itself is novel, meaning, you know, the, the basis to listen, like, what is my basis to being open? That's a question that people might, people might not ask themselves. Like, what do you mean? It's the right thing to listen. That's the right, I don't know, whatever, you know, to be humble. It's, it's, you should, you should be, it should be. I'm saying you could, I think you only hit the struggle. You only hit the real struggle if, if the basis for listening, you know, has to be real. And I don't mean because, oh, I don't mean because you have to be a real person. I just mean, if that's the only way you're able to do it, that's the only, that's the only way it's true. That's the only way it's actual conversation. That's the only way it's actual listening. I'm just not sure it's, I'm not sure it's not novel that the listening itself has to be real. Do you know what I mean? Real? Yeah, I forget what, of, I forget what, just being polite, just listening to someone because it's a polite thing to do. No, that there has to be a basis for it. You can't just say you're listening. You can't say, oh, I'm not being polite. I'm actually listening. If there is no true, what Rashman was saying before is that, that that type of thing that, oh, that wouldn't be enough, right? I have to dip into the second, the second piece for it to be truthful listening, right? What does that mean? That means that, what do you mean? I know the first piece also, right? What, it's, it's possible there's something there that's, that, that I missed, right? But a person to actually engage in truthful listening, if he's actually functioning in reality, he needs a basis for it. It doesn't, it's the fact that he should be listening as opposed to being polite. That is not enough. There needs to be a basis to listen. Like if you can't explain to me why I'm listening or why I should be without using the word right, without using the word because I'm supposed to, but you have to explain to me why it, it is correct that I should be listening. What am I doing when I'm listening? I think that's, I don't think that's a given. So can I can I can I say over what you're saying to Rubarach? Sure. Um, I, I would say it this way: in a kind of situation where I'm fully aware that I can't expect of myself to be confident, it's not really so so reasonable. Even though something may seem to me a certain way, but I have enough of awareness that there's so much here. Like when it comes to Torah learning, there's so much here, there's so many aspects, there's so many angles, that it's, it's quite possible that I didn't see everything. Then it becomes easier to listen with a real respect for the other person's ideas, because I can really hope that and, and, and see the valid basis that there'll be something coming that's, that I couldn't have thought of. And that will, that will be very valuable. But in, in other kind of life situations, it could be much harder. So then what's going to really empower me to hear out and, and get on their wavelength when you know, I'm quite convinced that that's not the reality? It's hard to do this without a good example, but hopefully you can imagine a good example. And uh, and to that, I'm suggesting that there is the aspect of wanting to know their world, wanting to know the other person, not just to give them this, this service of listening, which is a great benefit, but for it to really work, there has to be a real sincere interest in what they have to share. Sometimes even if it's um, criticizing us. <laughs> but we have to really hear, like, what is it that they see? What is their view of the world? What is their experience all about? Of course, also their feelings, but even before the feelings, just their, their understanding of the facts. And if there's also the possibility that I will learn something that I could take out of it and use in a good way, that could help make it a little bit easier and more meaningful. How was that? Was that okay? Wonderful. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that he was trying to ask someone else. I think Nafsali was pointing out that that for you to have the questions or answers that you're having, you put in a certain necessity or a certain, you know, Nafsali, was that what you were saying specifically right now or no? 
I think that that's an example, but I think I was just saying that, I think I was saying something that more different. I think I was saying there has to be a reason. Like we don't do things, someone who, someone who's, someone whose actions, right? We don't do things just because, right? So you can't just listen. In other words, when, when, when you, when Rashman says, you know, to have a sincere interest, right? You can't just have a sincere interest. You have to, you have to actually be interested, right? So there has to be a basis for me to be interested. So normally you would assume, well, okay, you know, if I view someone else as wiser than me or as, you know, more clear in this particular instance or as, you know, an expert, right? But, you know, you meet, you're in contact with people all the time that you don't necessarily view that way. And it doesn't mean that you think that you know better than everyone, but but and you don't really have a question here right like there's not there's not there's not really a question so like so now now talk about it and throw on top of that well this person has ample reason to be unclear about the situation he's defending his livelihood he's defending his 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 personhood he's defending his right so right so so then tell me why i'm listening yeah of course i'm gonna listen but tell me why i'm listening and seeking what is the basis right. for me to do that? I need a basis, right? Right. right. That, that's that's really what I'm saying, and I, I don't right. think that itself is self-evident. That I need a basis. And, and do you do you hear an answer of what that basis could be? Yeah. So just about three days ago, to me, since I was always since I struggle with this, that was okay. the only basis that I came up with is to learn about is okay that that it's a it's really kind of a shift in perspective that 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 we're not necessarily the conversation. And I think, again, you know, if, if, if in every relationship, if it, if it could be said that in every, in a relationship, every conversation, you know, could be a source of connection, right? So what is that, right? So that means that, you know, even you're talking about something which you disagree about. So, so to me that the, you know, the, the, the opportunity for connection there is, is learning about the person regardless of, regardless of what the correct thing to do is or what the right answer is. Um, and that's also a basis to listen because, okay, so that's something else because I don't, I don't have to be listening per se about the conversation is not, is not only about, you know, what we're going to do in this particular situation, but it's also about you. It's about me. Right. So if I, if I'm coming, to, if I'm coming, not only from that itself is, is not so easy. Right. Certainly if I'm invested in the outcome of this important topic, right. It's, it's not so easy to divorce that from, you know, the fact that I'm, that I'm, Oh, but this is also an opportunity to learn about you. And I, yeah, I do want to learn about you. Like there's no, right. Again, if I don't want to learn about you, that's another reason I have no basis, but if I, assuming I want to learn about you. So, you know, then, yeah, I mean, and, and I hear what you're adding that, that, you know, once you're kind of open to listening because you have a, a, tr- a true basis and a true reason to do so, you want to learn about the other person's world. So then, then it kind of allows, you know, the place that you know that you don't know everything. And there's certainly something that you could be missing here, right? And I don't even think that's something you would have assumed otherwise, right? It's not, it's not like you think you could have missed nothing about this situation, but just a, if it's very bottom line, the more bottom line oriented, it's not just like, okay, I don't think, yeah, I just realized now that you're, now that I'm speaking it out. It's, I don't think it's just like, once your ears open to learn about the person, you could, now you're calm and you can also, I think it's more that if you, if you think you're sure about something, anyway, you'd have to be very silly to think that, that you're sure about every aspect, that there's no piece that, but the more bottom line oriented the conversation is and about the bottom line. So then that's, that's a very black or white type of thing, right? For, if, if we're, if we're disagreeing about, you know, should we go right or left? So if right or left is the topic and I'm, I'm totally sure it's right. It leaves very room, very little room. Right. But the more, the more we divorce the conversation from the, the bottom, the bottom line. So then of course there's elements, right. You know, I could see why left, right? Because I wouldn't have even disagreed in the first place. It's just that if that's the only question on the table, why should I listen to you? Right. Um, to, to, to support this idea, you know, we have the Rashi 
where Hashem says about Avram Avinu ki adativ, I know him, Rashi says, one who you love, you know him and you recognize him. So knowledge of another person is a very primary part of a real relationship. But I was just thinking as you're, as you're speaking, that what about the element of giving that person just that good opportunity to share their thoughts That's with somebody who is patience and you know sincerely hearing it trying to understand it even if it would be somebody you're not going to have a long-standing relationship with who you don't really need to get to know or expect to get to know very much but just for them it's, it's obvious that to people it's very important to be heard by somebody it's obviously a very powerful need in people so what is being done in a real sincere way to give them that opportunity to share with another person? Of course, when we're targeted on something that has a real <laughs> decision to be made, it's not about that so much, but... There seems to be a bit of a shift from what you had started out this conversation with of how, what would be tools to employ in order to reach between two people a new intellectual understanding that the two you didn't necessarily have before or there's disagreement about. Now you're saying, be nice yeah. to people. If it gets <laughs> sure, nothing to do with what you're talking about, but of course, yeah, be nice to everybody. If you have time, let, let everybody ramble off, make them feel like they're worthwhile, for sure. There's nothing to do with what we're talking right. about. Right, right. Um, yeah, that, that's a good point, Baruch. But I think that it does have a place because, again, when we're engaged in the kind of a conversation that's does have this dual element and it's not easy to sort of like you know put aside my active part and take the role of the listener so all the elements that could empower me if i know what a real good gift i'm giving to somebody by hearing them out and how it is really enhancing our relationship by coming to understand their ideas about something, whatever it might be, and how that I also might learn something that that I would want to learn. So all those elements can help me to be able to do that job of trying to do real focused, calm, open listening. We might call empathic listening, listening with respect for the person, respect for their ideas, respect for their thinking, respect for their uniqueness. And anything that could help for that, I think is worth bringing to the table for ourselves. And then after they're finished and you really show that you got what they're saying, you show them how you see it very differently. No, without without you know covering up any of your honest opinion but still delivering it with respect and but nevertheless clearly unequivocally and hopefully they'll be able to handle that oh, another thing that um, I think is worth um, putting into the mix is it's very worthwhile to develop the habit of being able to say can I hear that again please or like I say sometimes in Shiva, how about one more time with listening? Because we know how hard this is. And the more that we could be accepting of our own uh, challenge, so to speak, to stay focused and really listen uh, many times and be able to ask to hear it again, the better it is. And the same way not to take for granted that the other person was really with us. So to try to find some way to um, hear from them, especially if it's something that how they say it over could help to clarify. I find in learning many times that hearing somebody say it over in their own words really helps to clarify things. So if we can somehow, without them feel like they're being tested or put on the spot, but encouraged to reflect back to us and of course, if we do it, you know, so we model that, 
it becomes easier for somebody else to volunteer to do it or be accepting of such a request. And then we know if we're really hearing each other and really talking to each other. And that could be a very good experience. Okay. Um, another thing that I thought of, which I think is really almost touched on, is that it's, it's very worthwhile to be okay with this phenomenon of somebody who we have a close relationship with having a very different idea about something, even of facts, because otherwise you get thrown off. So it's good to be prepared in advance that somebody who you might wanna be seeing eye to eye with, it may not be the case. They may have very, very different ideas than us. And to be like ready for that, I think it help a lot. How does that sound, Rabbi Do you want to try that again with listening? Um, <laughs> sure. I think that um, it helps very much to you know, have that awareness in advance that there could be very different views on something that we would have assumed was like clear and obvious a certain way. Because then when somebody sees it differently, it's like very like confusing. The, the natural reaction is to try to like, you know, force down their throat, so to speak, that we're right. Because like it's like it's like like so it's bizarre that they don't see it the same way. But if we're really prepared with, with the knowledge of this phenomenon, that there are often really divergent realities, um, that can help us very much. That, you know, we're not gonna be like thrown off by the fact that somebody doesn't see it the same way. If we're prepared, we're like a really psychologically prepared. That there could be uh, no, no, you know, agreements here at all, and that's okay. And uh, I think it's also helpful if. And we're accepting of that, even if it, that's the way things wind up, that no one can convince the other. And sometimes even that contrast helps to clarify each one's position. Okay, that's what I don't hold. <laughs> it also has a place. But at the very least that, you know, it could be okay that we don't see things the same way. It doesn't have to go on until one convinces the other. Uh, um, yeah, another element I think that's helpful very often is uh, using some humor. Because sometimes things get a little, you know, contentious. So uh, if you could tell us. Somebody here, you have an opportunity to uh, show what a chacham you are, that you're willing to learn from anybody, even somebody much less than you. Okay, but uh, whatever could work sometimes uh, could be helpful. To sort of uh, ease the roughness. Um... Another thing that came to mind, which I've seen in life experience, is that sometimes it helps to use different means of communication. Sometimes... I'm going to interrupt to sign off. Have a very good night. Okay, have a good night, Natalie. Take care. Some, sometimes the, uh, the conversation isn't able to... Take care, Barbara. 
to, to be successful, but sometimes something in a written form uh, could get the message across more effectively. She was told me there was an episode of the Katsais arguing with another Adam Gadol and wasn't able to convince him. And he said, I'll write it down for you. He had the hope that in the written form, it might be able to be clearer. It may be able to get it better. So sometimes uh, even a text or an email can do something that uh, the verbal doesn't achieve. But ultimately, I think it's very, very uh, critical to just be aware of the tendency to be pulled into uh, using that kind of interaction uh, um, for our own sort of means of success, means of being right. There's a very powerful need to want to be right. It's very affirming, but it doesn't make for the best good communication. And to try to view it as a real team effort that could include very different views, but could also include each one hearing the other one and presenting their, their own view and their response in a very clear fashion, respectful fashion, in a way that will bring the people close together. And I hope Amir Sashem will be able to explore uh, some of the good sources that could help us uh, have the motivation and the uh, the good sort of empowerment to accomplish this. Okay, I guess uh, we can pause here. Good night.